Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. Come on, church, lift up your hands here. He's in the house. He's in the house. Somebody's cries has awoken the master today. Lift up your hands for just a moment as they play that. Let's just lift up our hands and say, thank you, Lord. Lord, we have experienced your glory here today at Central Church of God. We've experienced your power. But God, we know you're not done just yet. This is only the beginning. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for tonight. Lord, we thank you, God, for everything that you have done in this church. We thank you for everything that you're doing in this church. We thank you, Lord, that from the foundations when they built this church, there was a vision. We thank you there's still a vision to this day. We thank you that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. We thank you that there's no weapon formed against us that shall prosper. We thank you that greater is he that is within us than he that's in the world, Lord. Oh, we thank you in a world of trouble, in a world where they're burning churches down and throwing pulpits out, that we have the freedom to come together in a spirit of unity and worship you, Lord. May we never take it for granted for the freedom we have. May we never sit silence on our praise. Oh, may everything that has breath praise ye the Lord tonight. May the Spirit of God fall on this place in a way that would wreck our lives. May we have a moment, God, with you in your presence, Lord. Oh, God, may you inhabit the praises of your people tonight. Oh, God, may you save children and grandchildren. May you heal to the uttermost. May you empty every hospital that is connected within a hundred miles. Oh, God, may this be a revival center that surely you're in the house, Lord. May every pew and seat be filled, Lord. May construction plans have to be looked at. And may somebody testify that God is surely doing something in the hearts and the lives of the folks at Central Church of God. Oh, God, fall on us tonight. Fall on us tonight, Lord. Lord, let the freedom of the Holy Ghost take place in this house. Lord, let the fire begin to move. Let it rekindle the embers of our hearts tonight. Oh, God, wake our souls up. Convict our souls tonight, God, for a lost and a dying world that's out there. May you give us a heart of hunger, Lord, to see the lost saved, to see the sick killed. And God, may we leave tonight charged in such a way that every demon in hell has to go in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we'll never fail to praise you. And somebody shout, amen. Amen. Anybody excited to be here tonight? Anybody excited? My goodness. You guys can worship better than I preach. I'm telling you, I love having y'all up here with me. We could just sing all night, but I think they found out today I'm not a good singer. What y'all laughing for? <laughs> no, well, it's all right. I'm going to fit right in. How many's glad to be here tonight? 
Today's been a special day, I feel like. I feel like today's been the start of something new. Somebody give your praise team a hand clap tonight. Somebody give your praise team a hand clap. They've got the hardest job, I believe. I, I do believe they've got the hardest job. Because, see, y'all will shout for me because I'll look at you crooked till you do. But sometimes y'all sit like sit back there after they prepared the hearts all week, you know. I know they don't know what I'm talking about in this church. It's an honor again, once again, to share your pulpit this evening. We want to thank Pastor Robert and Brandy tonight. I know that they're away getting some much-needed time. Somebody say amen. amen. Much-needed time. And I, I want you, when do they return back, next Sunday or the Sunday after? Sunday after. I want you all to scare them with your praise. Can you do that? I don't even want y'all to get through the first song where y'all begin to shout, run, hoop, and holler, and act half crazy and let them know that God was still in this place even when they needed a rest. I want you to scare them. I want you to help them in ways like you've never helped them before. And I want you to encourage them in ways that you've never encouraged them before. Man, it was great tonight. Today we got to sneak away and be with Pastor Annette and her sweet husband that I love. I call him family now. And have time and have lunch, and we love that. Thank you. Thank you to the church for hosting us. I know that we are crazy. I, well, she's not. She's really sound and whole. I'm just, I'm just a broken box over here, you know. When somebody opened my alabaster box, they didn't take good care of it, you know. I'm just kidding. But it's good to be with you guys. We honor you. We love you. You're part of our family now, so get used to that, okay? You're part of our family. Every church we go to, we just adopt you in. And if you don't like me, I'm sorry, but I'm going to spend eternity with you unless you like it hot. And if you like it hot, me and you ain't going to spend eternity together, okay? I like good 66 degrees air conditioning. I believe that's going to be in heaven. I believe the wind of God's going to be blowing, and I believe it's going to be fresh. You know what I mean? And if you think I'm lying, I cranked that hotel room down to 62 last night, didn't I, baby doll? I said, I got to sleep good tonight. We got two services tomorrow. Anybody get anything from this morning service? Did the Holy Ghost do anything? I love when the Holy Ghost can move. I love when I walk into a church that is ready for it, you know, that's expecting, that's hungry, that ain't just sitting back idly by. I love it when I can just go back and rest and say, my God, we've been in church today. Now, we think that was something this morning. Wonder what God's got in store tonight. Anybody with me? I wonder what God's got in store tonight. I'm excited to see what He's got. But I didn't bring a word. I brought the word. I scared some of y'all, didn't I? Y'all better get me seven bottles of water. I'm going to preach good tonight because we don't got service later. Somebody say amen. I preached this morning on He is here. Y'all remember that? Because I know a lot of times preachers preach, and i got to lay a prelude, and we hear a great message, we get touched by God, and we leave, and we don't remember a thing they said. But we got to write it up on the tablets of our heart, what God has spoke. This ain't what I spoke. This is what God spoke, okay? And it's been confirmed by two or three witnesses, I believe, right, that God was in it. So we preached on, He is here. How exciting is that, that He's in the house? Don't got to beg for Him no more. We're not beggars. We're children of the King. So whatever we need, we've got access to tonight. You with me? You with me? I may have had to pump you a little bit this morning and remind you of who he was. Uh, but now we know that we're children of the king, right? 
We're sons and daughters. We come from a royalty. It's okay to wear your armor proud. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to stand up tall and let the devil know, because tonight I'm going to preach on this is war. Y'all with me? Because see it, man, I'm going to preach good. Pastor Annette, do they have a bottle of water anywhere in the house? I'm sorry, I'm running them to death. My throat is scratchy. I think I got excited this morning. I'm sorry. My wife will tell you I never drink water, right? I never do. But I, there's plenty of water in Coca-Cola. Anybody with me? Now, come on. They put ice in that thing. But I find it amazing this morning how we learn that the disciples spent the entire day learning from Jesus. Y'all with me? After that, they entered the boat. A storm came so great. Y'all remember the word great? It came a great storm. There has to be a great shout at the end of it, right? But I'm a believer that wants to shout great during the storm, you know? When the wind's rocking and the wind's waving, I want to shout great. Uh, oh, my goodness. It says, after calling on Jesus, he spoke to the winds and the water obeyed. Thank you so much, brother. I'm sorry. I'm needy, ain't I, tonight? Thank you so much. Thank you. I am needy tonight. But I feel like we're going to have church, ain't we? This is like WD-40 to me. So we learned that. Many would have asked, and see, I didn't get to preach this this morning. What was the purpose of the storm? Was the purpose to make Jesus look good? Mm-mm. Jesus already looked good, didn't he? Why did it take place? Why would my world be rocked with this storm? Why would it cause me to fear? What's the purpose of the storms we go through? Is it just to testify that surely I've been to hell and back? What's the purpose? See, so many times the storms come, somebody say, as a distraction to the main goal. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to preach here in a moment. Okay? I may spit, sling, and run tonight. You better watch out. I may clear the first three rolls here in a moment. So a lot of times, though, we get caught in the balances of saying, Jesus, did you only send this storm to me to hurt me and to cause me to fear? No, that ain't the purpose. No, this storm was a distraction that was sent to scare the disciples to stop them from getting to the destination that they had planned. They hit a pothole. Anybody hit one of those in Indiana? What's wrong with y'all's mayor? My mayor ain't afraid to spend money. I got good roads, you know. Up here, I got to keep four tires in the trunk, you know. Sometimes my wife's got to ride on the roof, depending on what city we walk in, because them potholes are everywhere, and I've got to have wheels everywhere. It's tough. The devil knew that he could not stop the boat. But if he created a moment where the disciples would argue with Jesus, then he could get the boat off course. Y'all with me? Okay, I, I, didn't get, I didn't get a tick chat this morning, so I got to lay a foundation to where I'm going. Is that all right? Don't lose your destination when the rain takes place. That's why now they build cars with automatic wipers. Because there's always, even in the physical world, a sense, remember the umbrella? That a storm's coming. Three places you're going to be in life. You're either going to be going into a storm. Y'all with me? You're either going to be in the storm or you're going to be coming out of the storm. 
So now they have built cars that cost you an arm and a leg, literally, that has automatic wipers on them. Because they know that you're going to enter what? A storm. If the world isn't taken back by a storm, why are we? But the disciples was taken back in this moment. There was a pause and there was a delay. And here's why. You have to keep reading on. Preaching out of one chapter is not enough until you go on to find out what the purpose of the storm was. As soon as they was headed to this little island, they was heading to this little place to dock only for a few short moments and then get back on the boat again. But yet a storm came. Now, when I read this, it's going to make sense to you. You ready? You in Mark 5 yet? Did I even tell you that? I don't know. All right, take 60 seconds. Go ahead. 59, I'm just kidding. Mark chapter 5. Somebody say amen. amen. I talked about demons this morning. When's the last time y'all heard about demons? We don't hear it much, do we? I think we're almost scared of them. I told y'all I'm a mud-stomping preacher. I'll do whatever I got to do to get the devil out because I'm tired of seeing him win. I'm so tired. Somebody say, it's war. It's war. war. I've had the hell literally beat out of me. I've been tired. I've been exhausted. I've been wore down, and the devil's done everything he can to take all the life out of me. But now, it's war. I've done woke Jesus up. What comes after we wake Jesus up? Anybody with me? When we wake him up in our life, revival comes. I don't know about you, but I'm going to head out of here tonight, and I'm going to declare war everywhere I walk. Y'all with me? I ain't playing church no more. You ready? Somebody tell your neighbor, I ain't playing church no more. Baby doll, I ain't playing church no more. It's war. It's war. Bible says in Mark 5, Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Guardians. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him. Somebody say immediately. When you come out of your storm, your assignment will be waiting on you. Are you with me? But don't be so blinded by the rain that you can't get to your assignment. You with me? And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had in his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him. What did I talk about this morning? Binding the devil. Y'all remember that? Binding the devil. No one could bind him, uh, not even with chains. Somebody say, chains can't hold the glory. And the chains can't hold the devil. There's a force bigger than us. It's what the anointing's for. Uh, David faced Goliath. How big was Goliath? Big old feller, wasn't he? Y'all think he ate a lot of food? You really think a pebble would have took him down? But man, when you wrap that in prayer, when you go home tonight and you wrap what you've learned today in prayer, and you declare it over your home, get ready for the chains to fall. Get ready for every devil to tremble. I, I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Be it said, no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound 
with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. How many times do we feel that we have been pulled apart from the enemy? We have been pulled off of assignment. We have been pulled off course. Uh, we have been redirected to where we're supposed to go. We're sitting in, sitting in a place in 2023 where the church is not moving in a glorious triumph. But yet we're trying to figure out how we're going to mix the world in with the church uh, and get the same results we got in the 1900. It ain't going to happen, baby. And don't get so, don't, don't so small-minded thinking I'm talking about lights because I ain't talking about lights. I, I'm talking about when we compromise on having the anointing in our services. You with me tonight? Because you can have whatever color lights you want, but if you got the Holy Ghost, baby, the Holy Ghost will shake every chain. It will break every generational curse, and it will set the captive free, and it will bind every broken heart, and it will do the impossible because God can do anything that he chooses to do. So when you mix the Holy Ghost, in your routine, when you mix the Holy Ghost in your services, uh, there ain't no chains that can bind him. There ain't no light show can stop him. Uh, there ain't no self agendas that can stop the moving of the Holy Ghost. It said broken in pieces. How many times have we felt like that? Nor could anybody tame him. Tame him means to calm him down. You know why? Because he knew there was something on the inside of him that shouldn't be there. So he acted like a madman. The problem with the church, we've got comfortable with what's living on the inside of us. Woo, I'm about to preach good. We've got so comfortable with our bitterness that we keep living in it. We've got so comfortable with our depression, we keep living in it. Huh? We've got so comfortable with anxiety, we keep living in it. Huh? We've got so comfortable with, with, with everything around us, preluding what God should do. It's pressing us down, it's holding us back, and we've been okay with it. I remember as a baby, I wanted, to, I wanted the fire of God. I don't want to leave that place because I got busy working. And I don't want to leave that place because I got busy churching. Y'all with me? We are here, they sung it, to encounter the love of Jesus. Whatever happens in this church, if it don't bring you to Jesus, it ain't worth nothing. Somebody say amen. I'm going to preach in a minute. Just let me get there. It said, and always night and day he was in the mountains. You can be on the mountaintops and still be demon-possessed. You with me? Y'all with me? It said he was in the mountains. Somebody say in the mountains. Some of y'all trying to get to the mountains, but there he was. You better be careful who you're going to encounter when you get to the mountains. Always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out, cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshiped him. Sometimes you got to be careful. Who, now, listen, I'm not speaking about your praise and worship leaders, but you got to be careful and have the one thing we're missing today, which is called discernment, because even the man that was demon possessed came and worshiped the Lord. There's always a counterfeit before the real deal. Y'all with me? We got to be careful. Just because they look good, just because they sound good, don't mean that they're good. Because most pastors would have said, oh, you're worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. How much can you tithe? Oh, bless God. Thank you so much. You can be on the membership row. Y'all catch this? We got to be careful that we use discernment in every assignment of our life. Because God didn't bring us to the shore. He didn't bring us through the storms for us to get into the assignment and mess it up. Y'all with me? Somebody say, I got a purpose. Is that all right, baby doll? I've got a purpose. Oh, he worshiped him, and he cried out with a loud voice. 
Sometimes there's a lot of confusion in the loudness within the Pentecostal church. A lot of dancing, there's a lot of shouting, there's a lot of running, but is God in it? Y'all with me? I'm not saying it's wrong. I love to dance, I love to shout, I love to run. Woo, I can jump three pews, I got you. I wore jeans tonight, I can clear them. But we got to be careful. Because just because it's loud doesn't mean it's not empty. Y'all with me? My wife don't like me talking on her much, but let me tell you something my wife don't have. And that's an empty hallelujah. She don't. She can say it as soft as she can. Let me tell you, she means every fiber of it. And she lived every fiber of it. She's walked with Jesus. She's talked with Jesus. Even on the way here praying and just trusting God to move, that's not an empty hallelujah. Somebody say, just because it's loud, don't mean it's God. Ain't that crazy? Sometimes we think the louder the better. We had one lady who grew up that would shabak every service. Y'all know what that is? Woo! She just did it because she liked to do it. It don't mean God was always in it. Y'all with me? Have I lost you? He cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus? If the devil's ain't afraid to talk to Jesus, why are you? Y'all with me? The Bible says, whatsoever you shall ask as a child of God, you shall receive. So if the devil ain't afraid to say, what shall I have to do with you, Jesus? How about you try that tonight? What shall I have to do with you, Jesus? What have you saved me for? What's my purpose? He said, Son of the Most High God, I implore you, God, that you do not torment me. Can I pause? How many is ready to start tormenting the devil? The devil is scared to death that you're going to torment him. The devil can't stand a hallelujah. Can you try that with me? Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Can you say thank you, Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. you just rattled hell. Can you believe that? Say hallelujah again. Hallelujah. At that moment, you opened your mouth and started praising. Blood began to flow through your lungs. Did you know that? You can't have war if you're dead. Y'all with me? You can't have war if you're dead. So the moment you start praising God, your lungs begin to push blood throughout your entire body. But the moment you sit in silence, you begin to die. There's no blood pumping. He said, don't torment me. When you're walking through these storms and you're coming out of them, you must keep your praise louder. There's a statistic that says you speak 300 to 1,000 words to yourself per minute. Crazy, huh? How many pulled in the parking lot tonight? How many thought about how they parked right when they got out? I did. I was like, hmm. So if our brain operates that fast... See, I'm teaching you to be soldiers here. We've got to continually keep a praise on our lips. Because if our brain tells ourselves 300 to 1,000 words per minute, what does the devil do? Y'all with me? That's why the church is defeated. We gotta, y'all remember that old song? I know it's crazy, but be careful, little ears, what you hear. Ain't that critical? Ain't that critical? Be careful, eyes, what you see. 
It ain't just because the Father's looking down from above, but it will contaminate your well. It will contaminate your well. He said, do not torment me. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm about to torment the enemy tonight. I'm about to tear him up. I'm about to have some church that'll scare him. I'm about to go back to my home and draw a bloodline around it tonight. I'm about to declare war on the next seven generations that's coming after me. I'm about to lay hands on my sons and daughters and tell them that the same anointing that I carry, they shall carry a greater anointing. Y'all with me? And Jesus, he didn't reason with the devil. So many times we reason with the devil. The devil begins to speak and we say, well, you're probably right. Now shut up, devil. We've got to put him in his place if we're going to be in war. If somebody came in this church and they came after my wife to hurt her, there is nothing that would stop me from taking them down. Well, you're a preacher. You can't be fighting. Let them. Because I'll take this mic, show them who the good Lord is, and I'll keep on preaching. Because God called me to be the protector and the provider of my home. You hear me? God's called you to be the protector, men, and the providers of your home. This is war. It's real. War is raging. There's angels ascending and descending from heavens fighting battles for us. Don't get so caught up in the physical world that we miss out what's happening spiritually with us. But Jesus didn't reason with him. He said, come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, what is your name? He called him out, but pause. The devil didn't leave immediately. So Jesus spoke and said, what is your name? What is the name of the demon? What is the name of the armies that has been camped against you and your family? Do you know it? What's that one battle that's carrying generation to generation that you can't just seem to win? Because see, this morning we saw a victory on this side. Y'all remember? We saw a victory. Not just a moment victory, but we saw a be still kind of victory. What's the name of the adversary you're facing? If Jesus has many names, don't the devil have many names? Y'all with me? And see, can I teach you something else? Can I give you a little revelation before I preach? The devil lived in heaven. So we always say a thousand years to us is just a day to God. Right? So the devil is on the same clock as Jesus is. So he's not afraid of you going to church one week. He's not afraid of you going to church two weeks. He's not afraid of you praising him for six months. But he, what he's afraid of is your consistent praise. Because see, five weeks for you may only be a minute for the devil. That's deep. Think about that. So you have to keep a continual praise because he lays a snare out before you. But we're going to war tonight. Anybody believe that? We're going to war. He said, what is your name? And he answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Can you believe that man looked at him and said, my name's Legion? And then all of a sudden the demon talked and said, hey, 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 don't send me out of the country. That tells me right there that there is demonic forces that are encamped about, ready, GPS locations. Y'all with me? There are demons that love certain countries. Okay, let me just go a little deep there, okay? 
How many families have faced the same issue time and time again? Why does that demon want to, want to leave if he's winning? If you went to a good job and they paid you $100 an hour, would you want to leave? And say you didn't have to do nothing. Demons operate in the same kind of force. There's geographical regions that I believe that demonic presence inhabits. They inhabit. That's why you can just walk in some places and feel, feel it. Because they inhabit that. That's why the Bible says if you cast out a demon and they're not ready for it, it will come back seven times greater. Can I, can I preach some truth for a minute? Is that okay? Is this all right? So we got to be careful with this deutimatis power that we're about to declare war on, that when we go to begin to cast out the devil, things are going to begin to take place. But we got to understand that we're going to run devils out tonight that's been fighting for generations. Do we understand that? So even the devil himself spoke up to him and said, My name's Legion, but please don't send me out of my country. Y'all ready for this? Woo, I could run. I want an anointing that would send the devil out of the United States. Y'all with me? I want an anointing that when I ask them what their name is, they begin to beg me not to send them out of Portage. Y'all with me? I want it. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. I want an anointing. See, overseas they cast out devils and they all come to America because we're too relaxed. You ever spoke to missionaries? Ask the bishop that's coming here soon of Pakistan what he's facing. But they cast them out. But in the church world, we, we give them a membership ID. Y'all with me? We got to have war, but we got to get a foundation. Y'all ready? We're going to have a shout me down kind of camp meeting tonight. But we got to understand that we got to make the devil, devil tremble. And we got to make him go, please don't send me out of this country. You can go over there to that church and you can preach and you can get them set free. I'm not worried about that. Y'all hear me? Remember this morning I preached on it's an us thing? But please don't kick me out of this church. Don't kick me out of every church. I believe that if we will receive it, there's a move of God coming. But if we don't, it won't happen. But I believe there's a move of God that will cause the demons to leave the country. Y'all with me? I want America turned upside down. And I want a border around all 50 states that says, Devil, the church of God is large, 8 million members wide. What if in every country there's a church of God, we got a made up mind that there's no demons welcomed? And we could just put that demon back in those little black boxes we used to sing about. Y'all remember? Take him out of the box, oh no. Right? It's a little old children's song. But it's time that we begin to lock the devil up away from our families, away from our churches. And we draw a bloodline in the sand and say, look, this is my country. You can do whatever you need to do there, but I double dog dare you. (laughs) I dare you tonight by the Holy Ghost if you cross the bloodline. 
I'm going to take you out in the name of Jesus. Uh, and I ain't just going to take you out, but I'm going to take all your buddies out, Legion. I'm going to take out everything within you, and I'm going to destroy you. And, and listen, I gave you reign over there. See, we've got to speak. We've got to know that we have the authority to speak uh, to the mountains, and they must move, uh, to speak to the angels and call forth ministering angels. Uh, and we must have, know that we have the authority to tell the devil that he's got to go. I told my, when we moved in our last place, I walked around that property, and I'm sure my wife knows this, and I pleaded the blood, and I said, you can do whatever you want, but if you come after my family, I'm going to take this whole neighborhood block out. I'm going to knock on every door. I'm going to lay hands on everybody in it. You know why? Because it's war. My home ought to be a safe place, a place of peace. Does the devil know that you've got a bloodline around your property tonight? That demon said, please don't send me out of this country. Please don't do that. Leave me here. So the devil gave a proposition here in the scripture. Here's what I love. Yes, what is your name? He answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swine. <laughs> a large herd of swines over here. I know my wife loves animals, so I've got to be careful here. They was feeding and they was near the mountains. So all the demons begging him. Now I joke, I don't think my little dog's demonic possessed, but I tell that dog sometimes, I say, hey, you little demon. If I go to hug my wife, that little chihuahua, Lord, it talks to me. You know? I'm like, listen here, you little demon, I'm going to cast it out of you. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine, so we must enter them. This is a biblical principle that teaches that the demons must have a tabernacle to reside in. Is your tabernacle open tonight for him? Or is it open for God? Have you pleaded the blood around your family tonight? Have you pleaded the blood? How long has it been since you went to that prayer closet? And you told that devil, devil, in my country. My last name is Mays. May, listen here, devil, in the Mays lineage, you shall not be allowed in their tabernacles. You shall not be allowed in my country. You can go possess any other church member you want, but you shall not touch my family. That's how we have to be as the body of Christ. Uh, we've got to be loud and we've got to be proud that God's called us, uh, and we've got to be loud to the demonic forces and let them know that they have no place on our homes in life. Y'all with me? This is old-fashioned preaching tonight. The, de the demons begged him. When the last time did the devil beg you to do something for him? How much authority do you have over him? I want to walk in the power that if when we have kids one day that they get sick, that I can walk in that room and say, cancer, whatever it may be, sickness, flu, COVID, you got to go. <laughs> and I want that demon to talk to me of sickness and say, well, where would you have me go? Anywhere but here. I've seen some horses over there. Why don't you precede them? Can you believe that? When's the last time? Because we got to be careful if we cast out devils not to send them into the wrong places, right? Right? I always heard in my life, if you cast out a devil, you better be prayed up, Right? you got to be prayed up. 
Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountain, so all the demons begged him, saying, Send us. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out, entered the swine. There was about 2,000. Ain't that crazy? That's why you got to have discernment. Because it may just be one person getting up to preach, but there may be 2,000 behind them. Y'all with me? You got to be careful who you let in your corner because you may let a legion in and not just one. And now you feel crazy because your brain's going crazy and you got all these thoughts going on you never had before you entered the company of this person. Y'all with me? Is that good? And at once Jesus gave him permission, then the unclean spirits went out, entered into the swine. There was 2,000. Somebody said they ran violently down the steep place into the sea, and they drowned in the sea. Can somebody look at your neighbor and say, we're going to drown the demons tonight? I'm going to drown them demons tonight. I'm going to soak them in Holy Ghost baptism fire. I want to be so on fire for the Lord that I can literally cause the devils to want to go run their self right in the water. Church, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to take back my city. I'm ready to take back my family. I'm tired of the doctor's reports going up. I'm tired of all the diagnosis that is laying upon the next generation. It is up to us as believers to begin to bind the enemy and to send him right into the sea. Y'all with me? Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind, uh, and they was afraid of him. There's an anointing that's coming that's going to make the schizophrenics look normal. Y'all with me? That's going to make those that has bipolar, ADHD, or whatever diagnosis look normal. Because these spirits that are taunting our children. Y'all with me? I said we're going to preach on war. We're going to preach on war tonight. I'm tired of the devil getting away for so long. I will do whatever I got to do to declare war. I will do whatever I got to do. I know there's been times in my life I have laid down parts of the guard that I'm supposed to wear. But no more devil. No more devil. You know why? Because I want to see victory. I want to know what it's like to sit by you guys and watch thousands come in this house and give their life to Jesus. That is possible. But we got to find the legions. <laughs> Y'all with me? We got to find those territorial devils that are ruling and reigning over the city. And we've got to run them out of this place. Y'all with me? Anybody believe in strongholds? Bible says we have the sword of the what? Of the spirit. Do you understand you can take that sword and cut that stronghold in 30 seconds? Do you understand at the mention of his name that every devil in hell trembles? Do you understand you have the power to walk into your house tonight and declare victory and see it until the day you die? 
Do you understand we have the right to see our children in here worshiping? We have the right to see grandbabies in here worshiping, but we've been so caught up in the storms of life that we're scared to death to declare war on the enemy because the last time we did, the storm came and we got distracted, but we got to get back to the place of purpose. Uh, we got to get pl- back to the place of passion. Somebody say passion. Uh, we got to get back to the place we got a little ump in it. You know what I mean? I say this once in a while. I said the difference between trial and triumph is the word ump the, the only difference is ump but when you put a little ump in it sometimes I don't feel like praising but I'm going to put a little ump in it sometimes I don't feel like shower, shouting but I'm going to put a little ump in it because if it ain't for my freedom it's for my family's freedom come on now I'm preaching better than we're shouting tonight If it ain't for my freedom, it's for my family freedom. So even when I feel weighted down and I feel tired and and grandma, I'm praying and I'm declaring the word of the Lord and I don't see no changes and I have to watch that grandbaby go through hell, I'm still going to praise you, the Lord, because I know there's coming a day that if I keep declaring war on the enemy, that that enemy's got to go at the name of Jesus. I know there's coming a day in a moment, in an hour, that the harvest of the Lord will come in. I know that the labors are few. But I know that God is omnipresent. He's all-knowing. I know that He's moving in every city and every country, whether you know it, whether you feel it, or whether you believe it. I know that there's a there's a shift taking place in the atmosphere in the last days. And I know sons and daughters are being called in. And I want to be a part of the host of the armies. That said, I stood up for the next generation. I stood up for them. I declared that they shall be the head and not the tail. I declared that they should walk blessed and not cursed. I declared they should have it easier than I have it. I, I declared that the next generation uh, will see the Lord in full victory. I declare that the next generation uh, will see a Holy Ghost baptism uh, that will meet them right in their cars. Uh, I declare when they're down there at a concert that I don't understand with Christian rap uh, that all of a sudden the Holy Ghost uh, will begin to invade that facility uh, and all of a sudden they go from a hallelujah to a shandalabataya. I declare that we're going to see a move of God. I, I declare that we can see it, but we've got to go after the devils. We've got to go after the devils that have become comfortable. And we've got to declare war tonight. That's what Jesus did. He was trying to take a nap in the boat because he knew he had to go cast out a devil nobody could cast out. Your assignment is too great to quit in the middle of your seas. Your assignment is too great. Your purpose is too great. But you've got to get your passion back. Y'all with me? You got to get your passion back. Lord, let me fall in love with you one more time. I just want to be so in love with God that no matter what mountain I got to climb, and no matter what valley I got to go through, I still say thank you, Jesus. Because there's coming a point. There's coming a point for you maybe tomorrow or Tuesday, you're going to encounter your assignment. Do you wake up every day with an agenda for your assignment? Have you prayed through long enough to know what your assignment is that day? Or does the guy at the gas station that's very rude to you, do you just get upset and talk about him? Or do you go back and say, do you know Jesus? Do you know him? Let me tell you about a man. Change my life. But see, we've got so used to bitterness, we, we don't go tell them about Jesus. 
We've got so used to anger, we don't tell them about Jesus. I said it this morning, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give unto these. Church, I don't know what we can do for the next generation, but I feel it in my spirit tonight. Can we not give them Jesus? Can we give them Jesus? Somebody give Jesus to us. Do you know that? I need you tonight before I leave town to say, I will walk in purpose. I will walk in purpose. Because it's wartime. But see, if we get our eyes off to the left or to the right, we, won't, we will miss our assignment. No more than Jesus had got off the boat, he got back on the boat. But in the process, he left a man that was naked, running wild, hooked to chains that couldn't hold him. He pulled him to pieces. Uh, he's running around in the mountains screaming, Ah! Crazy. But Jesus made time to pull that boat to the shore. ha <laughs> ha he said, guys, let's unload right here. Because I've heard a rumor that there's an impossible situation. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've heard. Oh, glory be to God. I've heard of an impossible situation. I don't even need them to come meet me. I'm going to go to him. God's about to visit somebody tonight. God's about to bring his boat to the shore. Jesus stepped off that boat. <laughs> Seen that crazy man. He didn't have his security guard or usher team with him. He stepped off and them disciples, I can hear them now. They was the same disciples who just was doubting, thinking they was going to die. But are we willing to go through a storm so bad that it makes us feel like dying to see the next generation set free? Y'all with me? They went through this storm. Jesus went down there and slept. He knew what was coming. But he knew he wouldn't perish. But are we willing? I saw it this morning, Grandma and Grandpa. I saw y'all had stood in the balance and said, even if it takes me out, I'm going to pray through. I'm going to pray through. Those prayers of God, if you don't do nothing else for me, set my grandbaby free. Even if the storm's so bad, even if it gets on your boat and it ruins everything in your boat, are you willing to lose all you got to see the freedom of the Lord? I am. I'm tired of playing church. I hope this is all right tonight. I'm tired of playing church. Because while we on the boat singing glory, hallelujah, we got folks over there screaming in the mountains. Who needs what we got? Who needs a touch from the Savior? We got kids battling things that I have never seen such a rampage of. And we need a Jesus that can touch them. We need a Jesus that can heal them. Sunday school won't be enough anymore. They've got to walk in the glory. We got to walk in the power. And we got to live a life that leads them to the Lord. I'm tired of seeing babies taken out. Grandma, I'm with you. I'm tired of it. It's wartime, church. Get your makeup out, paint your faces, put on your gear up. 
and let's declare war. We thought the Indians was crazy because the moment they went to war, you heard of a blah, blah, blah. Y'all hear that? They was making a sound and said, even if you kill me, I'm fighting for something greater than I am. I don't want to allow what happened to me yesterday to stop the next generation from getting free. Oh, when I pass the shore, may I be convicted enough to dock my boat even if it inconveniences me. Oh, I was supposed to have supper on the table at 5 o'clock or I was supposed to be doing this or that. But have we got so busy that God can't move? How many are crying out in the mountains uh, screaming, God, help me. God, I need help. And we're passing them by and we're walking right by them. Uh, and they're pleading with an eternal God knowing that if God don't deliver them, uh, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost that if God don't deliver them, uh, then all of a sudden they're going to die. Uh, they can't live this way anymore, church. Uh, they don't want to live this way anymore. Uh, those that are facing things don't want to face it no more but yet the church keeps passing by. Uh, the church keeps doing their thing. Uh, oh is it time church uh, that we would wake up out of sleep tonight uh, and we would realize it ain't about us uh, but it's about them. Uh, it's about him and it's about seeing the glory. Uh, I don't care what kind of home I live in. Uh, I don't care what kind of car I drive. Uh, I want the glory of the Lord. Uh, I want to see people saved. Uh, I want to see them healed. I want to see them delivered. I'm tired of being stagnated because I've been hurt. I'm tired of lying in the pool of my own blood. This thing is greater than me. This thing is greater than you. And it's time that we would arise and we would declare war on the enemy. Y'all with me tonight? I'm tired of a church that is quickly dying. War. Somebody say war. W, somebody say with. A, say all. R, say risk. With all risk. That's what war is. That's what war is. Why does a president have a nuclear button? Because no matter the cost, he's not going to let America be destroyed. That's how it was built. Where we're at today, I don't know. But my God's going to see me through. My hope ain't in the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, or the Independent Party. Oh, my hope is in Jesus. My hope is on the man that came riding in on a donkey. My hope is a man that ain't got enough money to put in a political account. My hope is in a man that was born in a manger. Oh, church, are you willing to risk it all for your family? If we ain't willing to risk it, who is? If we ain't willing to risk it all, who is? I think about this man in the mountains crying out. Wanting freedom. Everybody knew about him. Oh, may God forgive us. May God forgive us for passing the men in the mountains that need Jesus. Because we're too busy that we need our car cleaned up before church. 
I want to be so alive that I can hear the cries in the mountains. I want to be able to hear my family members' cries. I want to know their needs. I may not have silver or gold to meet it, but what I have, I want to give it to them. War with all risk. Somebody say, with all risk. Even if you know that the war you're about to declare will bring water on your boat, are you willing for it tonight? I feel the Holy Ghost just moving in here. I feel hearts that ain't beating for a long time beginning to pump again. With all risk, I want Jesus. If I got to sell my coat, I'll sell my coat. If I've got to have nothing in this life, I'll have nothing. Because when I get to heaven, it ain't about the rubies in my crown. It's about when I can stand there and look around me. God, I remember when they wouldn't even come to church. God, I remember pressing. I remember staying up late at night, weeping. But I stayed faithful. And with all risk, I want them to the kingdom. With all risk, I won my family to the kingdom. I believe that we can declare war tonight. But it's got to be with all risk. Laying down our wants, our hearts, our desires. If God spoke to us and told us to sell the building and to stand out in the middle of the street, would we do it? Or have we got so comfortable that God can no longer move? God will guide you. Anybody believe that? He will lead you. But if you're not careful, you will miss the cries in the mountains. Oh, church, I want my heart to beat again. I want my heart to come alive again. My wife preached an incredible message, and she tells me never to steal her title. They say, kickstart my heart. Is it not time that God would begin to kickstart our hearts? That message wrecked my life because I thought, man, I'm doing ministry. I'm doing, and she don't even understand that, that I'm moving today because that message impacted me. Because I, I started looking around, is this really all God's got for me? To show up to work for 50 hours a week? To sell a burger? Because I'm comfortable? I left that service that night and said, God, would you kickstart my heart one more time? Church, God has called you to be a fighter and a warrior. You wouldn't be here tonight if you didn't have tough skin. But is it okay tonight to let the Holy Ghost open up your heart and get past the calluses of church hurt and people hurt? Passed up position or not doing a certain thing in a church that you thought you should have been done. And say, God, these folks in church, 90% of the time, they're saved. My ministry does not speak volumes about me here. 
My ministry speaks about me out there. Ministry. Men going into the streams. You ever thought about it like that? Ministry. Men into streams. We come in here to get filled. But church, I'm so ready to pull the boxing gloves off tonight. I'm so ready to whip that devil right out of this whole country. I'm ready to tell the devil that he shall never enter this house again. I'm ready to tell the devil when they pull in the parking lot that there's such a conviction of the Holy Ghost that all of a sudden they would fall to their face out there and begin to give their life to the Lord. And no more than they enter the doors, they would feel a little shakening of the Holy Ghost and a quickening that would fill them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm ready for such services that would wake us up to a place that we would go home and we didn't even want to eat. We didn't even want to sleep. We just wanted to invite the presence of the Lord in. I'm ready for an Azusa Street again. I'm ready for an Asbury outpouring where people got hungry. But I don't want it just to happen for a moment. I want a be still kind of moment. I want a revival center to happen where we have to have staff on at the church 24-7 with three different shifts. We run warehouses 24-7 in the world because they have learned that if you open, uh, people will come. Uh, I'm ready. That whole oh, hallelujah. I'm ready for a church to get a production spirit. Uh, I'm ready for a church to get an anointing and, and an encouragement spirit. Uh, that all of a sudden they would come to church and say, "Hey, uh, you know what? Y'all can go home, but I feel led to stay here for the next two hours uh, because as long as the lights are on, uh, somebody may come to the house of the Lord. Uh, and if they come to the house of the Lord, I want to be here to see them saved. Uh, I want to be." here to see them healed uh, because there's going to be a bloodline around the property uh, now there's going to be that since we've been in revival fire this weekend uh, there's going to be a drawing of the Holy Spirit to this house uh, oh all of a sudden let cameras begin to go off at churches uh, let notifications go out uh, that something is happening in the house of the Lord uh, that something is moving in the house of the Lord once again uh, with all risk I'll risk everything I got uh, to see the Holy Ghost shake this place uh, to see him pour his spirit out. Uh, I won't get contingent and I won't get complacent. Uh, I won't just get caught up in a three week sermon uh, series that I'm doing but I want to come in here. Uh, I want to turn the lights on uh, and I want to hear reports at 8 o'clock in the morning at noon and 8 o'clock at night and midnight uh, as somebody got saved at the house of the Lord. Uh, it is time that the lighthouse begins to burn again. Uh, it is time that war begins to take place. Uh, it is time that we put the devil back in his place and let him know uh, not for me uh, not for me not for my family but as for me and my house uh, we shall serve the Lord uh, as for me and my house uh, we shall serve the Lord that means everybody that passes through my house woo, they get the glory uh, Everybody that passes through my house, they get the glory. Everybody that I encounter gets the glory. Everybody that I see gets the glory. And then when I get to heaven, I can say, oh, hallelujah. What a meeting in the air that everybody I ever passed at every grocery store, every place that I ever went to a market, I have been able to lead them to Jesus. That's what war is with all risk. I'll try not to preach too much longer. Can I have five minutes? Anybody give me five minutes? That's about 25 minutes right there. Thank you. Here's the next part of war. Somebody say, we are relentless. 
Jesus spoke to the enemy and he said, what's your name? First of all, before that, he said, come out, right? The demon hadn't left yet. But then he said, what's your name? Jesus wasn't leaving until that demon had left. Are you relentless enough to see it for your family? Y'all with me? Are you relentless enough to see it for your family? Because even if you don't want God to move in your life no more, your family needs you. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, my family needs me. Is there someone in here tonight that by lifting up your hand would say, I'm declaring war. I'm just hold that hand up a minute. Let that devil know. Well, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Does the devil know that about you? Somebody dust, a, dust off your garment of praise. Somebody go ahead, dust it off. Because tonight's a night. Woo, I'm going to praise him. Tonight's the night I'm going to worship him. Tonight's the night I'm going to speak to the legions and tell them they got to go. Tonight's the night that if I got to do a one of these, I'll do a one of those. Tonight's the night that if I got to run, I'm going to run. If I got to dance, I got to dance, but I'm not leaving here the same way I can because this war is greater than I am. But the Bible says where two or three of you are gathered together in his name, he shall be there in the midst of you. And then he said, just pull out the sword of the Spirit. It will pierce under to the spirits and it will divide them asunder. It will literally break them apart. There was legions where they said there are many, but man, when you start using the sword of the Spirit, it will break the devils right apart. All of a sudden, I can hear it now. Now, do you hear it? I hear the chains falling. Boom, I hear the shackles. Boom, there goes the depression. Boom, there goes the poverty. Boom, there goes the anxiety. Now our children are waking up going, Mama, Daddy, Grandma, Grandpa, I don't understand what's taking place. <laughs> and you say, Oh, it's Jesus. Henceforth, let me show that to you. Samuel ran to Eli. And he said, for I perceived you have called me. He said, no, I didn't call you. He said, son, go lie down again. I'm tired of telling him to lie down. So Samuel hears that voice again. And he goes running back. Eli, Eli, what do you want? I'm trying to sleep. Son, you crazy. Go lay back down. Oh, church, I want the next generation to know the voice of God. I'm tired of keeping it all for myself. So Samuel did what a good son would do. He went and laid back down. How many times may God forgive us if we looked at the next generation and handed them medication to sleep? When it was really the Holy Ghost speaking to him. When it was the Holy Ghost speaking to him. Or how many times have we handed him medication and let him sleep with the devil that night? When the demons was taunting them in the middle of their sleep. We put them in the hands of men or women and said they got the answer. Instead of bringing them to Jesus. 
Samuel come back and Eli finally realized, man, I remember a time that God called me. He said, when you go back, say, speak for your servant hears. Church, it's time we declare war and we tell the next generation, get ready. Get ready, young folks. Get ready. God's about to speak to you. Get ready. And when, you, when God gets done speaking, I'm going to be like Eli. I'm going to say, listen, can you please tell me what the Lord told you? Because I've been so complacent, I haven't heard his voice. I've been so caught up in ministry, I've done ministry, but I've not heard his voice. And the Bible says Samuel feared telling Eli what God had told him. Can we break that band of fear on the next generation tonight? Can we declare war in a way that they know that they, somebody say safe place. This is a safe place. I don't care how they act, I don't care how they talk, I don't care how they dress. Get them in the church and let God do the rest. Get them in the church and let God do the rest. You with me? With all risk, even if we have to turn live stream off because we got 10 on the back row cussing every three minutes, uh, we know that the Holy Ghost is in this place. Uh, and we know that if we'll just catch the fish, uh, God will clean them up. Uh, but war is messy. Uh, war is messy. Uh, war doesn't look like a normal church service. Uh, oh, there's blood flying everywhere. Uh, there's swords going everywhere. Uh, you may lose your place in line. You may lose your position during war. But let me tell you something the last shall not be the last uh, because the Bible says those that are last shall be first. Uh, all you got to do is be willing to step up and begin to declare war on your family's life. Uh, things will not look the same once you do. Uh, there will be tremors. There will be things taking place. Uh, but get ready, baby, because the salvation of the Lord is coming. Uh, the salvation of the Lord is coming. Uh, I came to remind you tonight uh, that as we declare revival, fire, and war this weekend, uh, that God is not dead uh, but he is forever sitting on the throne uh, and he's making intercession for you uh, so all you got to do is arise oh soldiers uh, and get up and begin to fight the battles uh, and while you're fighting the battles he'll do the rest of it for you when you take one step he's going to take two uh, but you got to dust off the plates that's on you uh, and you got to say I may have been wounded and hurt uh, but tonight's the night that I'm coming out of this uh, I'm coming out of the place of complacency uh, I'm coming out out of the place of comfortability and I'm coming after every devil in hell that came against my family that came against my pastors that came against my worship leaders that came against my schools that came against my communities and I'm going to see revival in the name of Jesus come on come on but if your boat ain't in good shape you won't never make it to the shore if your prayer life ain't where it needs to be it's going to be hard when you step on that island and that devil begins to speak and he says Boo. and the church goes ah! I want an anointing Amen. when the devil says boo and it's like the line of the tribe of Judah. <laughs> Woo! Standing in full glory. I've got my fighting stance on, right? You can't knock me down right here. Okay, you can't knock me down. Go ahead, scream all you want. Talk about me all you want. Say whatever you want. But as, mm, as for me and my house. <laughs> 
Woo, as for me and my house, <laughs> I'm going to serve the Lord. Oh, you're gonna, when I go to my grave, they're going to have to have a bigger casket because I'm going to die in my fighting stance. Are you with me? I'm going to die in my fighting stance. I may have to go to the grave with a little blood on me. I may have to go to the grave with a little sweat, with a little back pain. But let me tell you something. There ain't no devil in hell that's going to stop me. There ain't no devil in hell going to come against my family. I'm telling you, I don't care if I ever preach again. But I will stand boldly and declare the word of the Lord over my family and over the generation that's to come. Because right here, right here with me and her together, the Bible says if two or three are gathered together in his name. See, I may not be much on my own, but see if she's standing like this and I'm standing like this. With two, we can see 360 degrees around us. We can see 360 degrees. And all of a sudden when that enemy comes up and I begin to walk this way she's got my backside see my wife's a fighter she's been trained and skilled and I've got to trust she's got my back but the church has been so damaged we're afraid that the ones behind us don't have our back but see when me and her stand together I'm going to wear out when me and see you sit in the back tonight so I don't get to use you but when we stand together, anybody remembers Red Rover, Red Rover? Come on. Come on. Put my fighting stance on. Come on. When we stand together, I dare. I dare the devil. I dare the devil. Now, see, if we like this, it's kind of hard. That's why the Bible says in my peoples which are called by my name shall humble themselves and seek my face. Then I should hear from heaven and I would heal their land. Because when the land gets healed, it becomes green pastures. Then everything that was dead living on it becomes back to life. But see, when I take her by the hand... And I say, baby doll, it may be get rough. This battle, this battle's going to get tough. I don't know what we're about to encounter, but I'm going to tell you what. You hang on to my arm no matter how many times I get cut, no matter how many times I'm bleeding. Baby doll, I know you may have to take some wounds in this battle. I know the enemy may come to you and speak at you and lie on you, and he may look at you and tell you everything you're not. But if you hang on to me, I'm hanging on to Jesus. As the protector and provider of my family, if you just hang on. Y'all with me tonight, church? If you reach over grace, Grab your spouse's hand if you're sitting by them. If you say, if you just hang on to me, baby. If you just hang on to me, we're coming out on the other side. Oh, you say, well, I don't got that spouse. Well, grab my hand. We're going to walk through and see the promised land together. We may look a little bloody. We may get a little beat up. We may have a swollen lip from the enemy. But one thing we're going to do is we're going to live and we're not going to die. We're going to stand together. We're going to declare the gospel of the Lord with all risk because we are relentless people and we know that if God done it for us he can do it for you and if it took God bringing two crazy preachers from Kentucky up here to let you know with all risk we're in the battle with you and the Lord is on your side and we're going to march with you we're going to shout with you we're going to dance with you we're going to go through the battles we're going to go through the waters we're going to get flooded sometimes oh some water may get on our boats and destroy the new screen TV we got but with all risk we're coming out on the other side Come on. With all risk. Thank you, baby doll. With all risk, I'm going through holding to Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he's never failed me. Oh, he's never failed me. 
I may not be the perfect man, but I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to do this let the enemy take my home house. I'm not a perfect husband. I'm not a perfect man. But I'm going to do everything i got to do to make it to the other side together. Because heaven won't be worth the journey if she don't make it with me. <laughs> no. No, it won't. God's entrusted me with her. I will not leave my family behind. I will not be a preacher that preaches to the world and don't declare the glory of the Lord in my home. I won't lead you to worship. I won't pray for you if my home ain't moving in that direction. I can't afford to. Because God's entrusted me with my family. And I've got a family that needs Jesus. Oh God, we both got family that needs Jesus. Guess what we're going to keep doing? We're going to fight till we find the legion. We're going to fight till we find that legion that's over our family. And when I come up on that shore, when I come up on that drug addict, demonic, suicidal, prostitute spirit that has came after my bloodline, I'm going to take him out with everything that I've got. Because this is war. Did somebody say this is war? We've been bruised before, ain't we, baby? We've come out of the battle bleeding. We've coming out of the battle questioning God. But hear what I said in front of all those. We came out. I feel the Holy Ghost. Am I crazy in here? Y'all feel the Holy Ghost in here? I know I preached a little longer tonight. Please forgive me. But y'all the one who gave me 25 minutes. I'm tired. Going to church. I've got family lying in the ditch. I could tell you stories where I've had people speak to me and say, Well, so and so don't go to church, and I don't know what to do. I said, Stay with them. I know that seems abnormal, but for once, won't you make them a priority tonight? Well, I'm going to have to miss church. It's okay. Be the church oh God help us get back to the place that we long for them to have an encounter with Jesus can you play something soft for me please if that's okay I'm trying to wind this thing down but I feel the glory in the house how many feels like we've been in the presence of the Lord this weekend Anybody going to leave here tonight changed? I could have the world, church. I'm hardworking. I'm driven. But I don't want nothing that don't have Jesus in it. I'm sure I could work hard enough one day to buy us a nice boat. What good is it if my family dies in the trenches? Jesus spoke to the rich man and said, Sell everything you got. Come and follow me. When I was a young boy, I wanted a seven story house. Say, Preacher, why you tell me this? Just hang on. 
I wanted to work hard. I, I'd have dreams that my wife would look at me and say, Honey, I, I need this X amount of money. And I could say, Baby, there ain't no worry. You just go spend whatever you want. That's a dream. We all know that's a dream. I want my wife to have the best. I, I know she's had to sacrifice with me. But when I get to the end of my road, I'm laying there in that casket. I hope my life brings her to the place to say, He kept me with Jesus. I didn't lead her to Jesus. She knew Jesus when I met her. I've been preaching since she was 14. Oh, what God's done in her life would just put chills down your neck, hair standing up, and you just cry. God pulled me out of a drug addict home because somebody was willing to call the Legion's name out. My adopted mama and dad, we went through some battles. We had to. We wasn't family and we had to learn how to like each other. But let me tell you something. As crazy as I thought my mama was sometimes, and I tell her that, they're watching right now special people wonderful people but you know what mom kept doing when hell came home I would walk down sweetheart and I didn't appreciate it at the time I thought she lost her mind but looking back being married I'd walk down those steps and I would hear this cry Two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock. I hope tonight as they hear this, they know I appreciate and love them. I couldn't appreciate them in my rebellion and meanness. Can I tell you, some of your children may not appreciate what you are to them, but they will soon. Can I put some healing salve on your hearts tonight? To let you know even Eli's sons was rebellious, but God still gave him a Samuel to carry the journey. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, sweetheart, we're about to see the Lord just move in this place. But I would come downstairs and my mama working 120 hours a week to provide for her two children and the three kids she adopted. I would hear her on the old step in the office. Does your children know where your prayer closet is? Honey, do you know I love laying in front of the fireplace? Do you know that? And my chawini lays right with me when I pray. And when I get loud, my chihuahua runs around the house, scared to death. But my chawini just lays right there with me because she knows. I would walk down, I would hear my mama praying. hearing those cries going out in the middle of the night, Lord, I don't know what to do. But God, you told me to do this. You told me to adopt these three kids, and each kids, we had legions, I guarantee you. Excuse me for a moment. God, you told me to do this, but I got a lot of scars from doing this now. But she trusted in Jesus. Mama, don't ever do nothing else for me. 
I thank God for what she did on bended knees. I thank God for a wife now that took me when I was broken like a glass bottle. She took me and she held me. And she said, with all risk, no matter how much it cuts me, no matter how much I have to bleed, I'm going to hold him till he's whole. That's what a good woman would do. They will, with all risk, hold you till you're whole. Church, I'm unworthy to be here tonight. I should have been another crack at God chose me. God chose you. And he picked you up out of the mess that you was in. I thought we was going to shout, but I just feel the sensitive Holy Spirit in here. My mama went down on bended knees, beaten up, wounded from words. A battle she never wanted to be in. Generational curses she should have never had to deal with. My wife asked for a good husband, didn't understand what came with it. Anybody with me tonight? She said, Lord, no, he's on the potter's wheel. And I know there's going to be some sharp pieces. But Lord, I trust you to carry us through. Church, if I leave nothing else with you this weekend, don't you dare leave this world without leaving a stain on the enemy's head. I watched my dad. I had a brother. I'm sure he's laughing right when I'm about to say this. My brother, every time he got in trouble, got saved. I would write 4,000 sentences. My brother would get in trouble and would have to write 4,000 sentences. Did any of y'all abuse your children like that? I will not do this. <laughs> My brother would come in there crying, faking it, saying, Oh, the Lord saved me. Dad would kneel down with him and pray. He'd get out of them sentences. Week back, a week later, he was living like the world. But here lately, I watched my brother, and I pray. I said, Lord, let it stick. My dad called me. I call my dad almost every morning at 5 o'clock. I'm, I'm winding this up. Just give me a moment. He said, son, did you hear? Your brother got saved in a truck by himself. I pray. God keeps touching him. I didn't even got to tell my wife this, but he sent me, because I guess I had to battle it with it myself. But he sent me a worship song the other day. And I ain't even had enough time to process it to tell her not to hide it from her. But we've been busy. But at first, I just wanted to respond, you know. You sure this is real? But do we not believe in a God in heaven? It's your breath, and our lungs, so we Who can meet them in the middle 
of the hell that they're in. And he can begin to deliver and save them. And what touched me the most is when Dad said he was alone in the truck. I don't think we're going to see the salvations come by them in the pews. I want you to get ready for this. I think we may see it in their vehicles. I can sense the anointing moving for your children. I just got a nest on this just a moment. I feel the presence of God. This is nowhere where my landing should have ended. But ain't that just like the Holy Ghost? He said he found him in a truck by himself. How many of our family members are crying in the mountains by themselves? I've been in people's houses and they say, well, I couldn't put my children up on the wall because they're living in sin. They're married to another woman or, or to another guy. Put their picture up, baby, and believe the report of the Lord. Put their picture up and believe the report of the Lord. I'll put them up there because there's coming a testimony. <laughs> there's coming a testimony. You may meet some of my family and say, what? My dad, the only kid out of his home that's saved. You may meet his brothers and say, what? But if you look at him, you can say, but God. But it came because somebody was willing to pray. Somebody was willing to dig in trenches that was tough to dig in. Stand with me tonight. Stand all over the house. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. That song right there, all the earth will shout your praises. Can I tell you to get ready for a move of God in your life? Somebody say, this is war. This is war. Lord, revive me again. With all risk, will you be relentless enough to see it in your family? Tonight, before we leave you all, and we will miss you, we want to lay hands on each one of you. And we want to declare the glory in your life. God would begin to send you reports of your children and your grandbabies and your lost loved ones that says, Mom, Dad, Grandma, Grandpa, guess what happened? I found Jesus today. And I didn't go to a church, but his boat landed at my door. I didn't go to a church. I couldn't even afford enough money to have church clothes. Mom, Dad, Grandma, Grandpa. Something came in my vehicle today. And it reminded me of the stories that you told me. It reminded me of the encouragement you gave me. And I knew when I felt that presence. Church, I, 
I hope Central Church of God is never the same after today. But we've got to declare war. Somebody say, I'm taking it back. My wife will crack up as I say this because we joke about this scripture that I love. She says, I always find a way to tie it into my sermons. But when David came to Ziglag, I need to speak this over some of you. Because you've lost your families doing the work of the Lord. There are about to be healing take place over your heart tonight. That will fill that pew David returned to Ziglag and he said, I want y'all to know I'm thankful for my parents that prayed me through. I'm thankful for my wife. My mama's Pentecost. But that Holy Ghost power broke those chains over my life. And I'll forever be in debt to them for doing what nobody else in my birth family could do. My birth mama went out of here and if she didn't meet Jesus, she's in hell today. But God spared me. God has spared you. But your family's locked up like some of, like that man out there in the wilderness crying out. The problem is you see the sin, but you don't hear their cries. Oh, can I remind you, God is still God enough to visit them in their sin. When David came back from Ziglag, from fighting all day and went into Ziglag, he realized everything he had was gone. He was doing ministry and lost his family. But can you believe that after he prayed with Jesus in 1 Samuel 36, it said the Lord strengthened him. Like the lame man, the Bible says strength returned to his ankles and his feet. Tonight I'm going to pray from strength from the floor up. Come on, I believe it. I'm going to pray for strength from the floor up. That would allow us to take back our families. David got up and they were speaking of stoning him. The very people who fought him all day long wanted to stone him. And he said, I hear of the Lord that we shall go and take back our families. 400 of them said, you're crazy. Folks in this house tonight, people have looked at you and said, you're crazy for believing the way you do. <laughs> you tell them, shh. Tell them, you go ahead and you lay by Brooke Bezer. But I'm fueling the tank up on the boat. Because I hear my family calling out. I hear my church calling out. I hear my pastors calling out. I hear my communities calling out. And you may think I'm crazy because I came back all bloodied and with a report that we lost some people. But I'm going back out one more time. May God strengthen us one more time. May God strengthen us one more time to go out to the battle. I can hear the cries of our family members. I want to see them. I 
Jesus the way I do. But tonight we're going to have to put them on the altar and tell God, God, I'm not going to preach to them anymore. I'm just going to be Jesus to them. I'm just going to be Jesus to them. And I'm going to go and I'm going to ask them what's bothering them and I'm going to heal that affliction. Maybe they're living in sin, but they need a tank of gas. So I just feel the Holy Ghost on this. So I'm going to go buy their tank of gas, even if they use it to go to the club. Because I want them to know it's a safe place. With mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, brothers or sisters. Lift up your hands tonight. The Holy Ghost is in this house. If you will, I want you to begin to walk to this altar. From the left to the right, I want you to give yourself three feet. And I want you to just find yourself. Maybe one's here, one's there, one there. And I just want you to stand almost in your own little pod tonight. I want you to stand in your pod tonight. We got time. I just want you to find a place by yourself. If I have anybody that can help me in the altars, that would be great. Some of you can stand on the pulpit if you need to up here. If there's not enough room, you come on. You make your way to find your place. I want you to do yourself a favor, and I want you to look around you. I want you to tell your neighbor you're not alone. You're not alone. Say, it's an us thing. It's an us thing. Baby, it's an us thing. It's an us thing with all risk. We're going to battle tonight. Bible teaches how many one can put a flight, how many two can put a flight. So tonight in what I'm going to call your pod, in your moment of breakthrough, I want you to lift your hands. And I want you to call out the Legion's name that's been facing your family. It's a safe place. Whatever you repeat in these altars won't be repeated. Y'all with me? Whatever's been fighting your family for generations, call it out tonight. Whatever your children is battling, call it out tonight. If it's drug addiction, if it's alcoholism, if it's unworthiness, say, devil, I'm coming after you tonight. In a moment, we're going to lay hands on you and we're going to plead the blood to strengthen you for the battle that's ahead. But while we pray for the strength for the battle that's ahead, I'm going to pray for the shout that's about to come to you. I'm going to pray for the victory that's about to come to you. So if y'all will turn that music up in the back for me, I want you all to have what I call an old-fashioned Holy Ghost meeting. Whatever you got to do in your pod, you do in your pod. If you got to stomp that devil, you stomp that devil. If you got to rebuke that devil, you rebuke him. But we are not leaving the same way that we came in here tonight. We are leaving whole. Our family is leaving saved. Tonight, through our prayers, I believe ministering angels can go forth. Just like my brother said, the Lord came to me in my truck. Uh, Woo, I can't wait to hear the testimonies. 
So as y'all turn that music up, I want y'all to get lost. Is it too hard to ask you to get lost for five minutes with God? Pray in your prayer language. Pray in your war cry. But when you leave this altar, you've got to leave all your cares upon Him tonight. You've got to lay it at His feet. Some of your prayers may sound like, Lord, I give you my son. I give you my daughter. I give you my grandbabies. Lord, I've carried them. I've carried them for a long time. But tonight, I'm laying them at your feet. And God, I'm going to entrust you tonight that you've got them. Oh, God, I'm going to trust you that you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly. Oh, God, they've been hurt. They've been wounded. It wasn't their fault, Lord. But tonight, we will arise like a mighty army declaring war for them. They may be too tired to fight themselves. They may be crying in the mountains for help. They may be tattooed up, pierced up, and they may have looked like they lost their way. Oh, but God, tonight, God, tonight, as I stand here, this is my spot in this church. This is the moment that I will remember where I gave it to you. Look down at your feet. I want you to declare that this is the moment, that this is the spot, that all of a sudden testimonies begin to come in out. This was the moment you let the devil know greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And as I begin to pray for you all with the altar team, I want you to release it to God. I want you to release it to God. Release it. Maybe it's the older generation. Maybe it's your mama. Maybe it's your daddy. Maybe it's your grandma or grandpa that needs the Lord. Can we give it to him? Just lay your Isaac down tonight. There's some of you. Anybody got time for the Lord tonight? It's been a long time since you prayed in your prayer language. Because your well's been clogged. It's been a long time. Can you begin to release your prayer language right now? Come on now, let that devil hear you. Begin to release that prayer language. I want some of you to release it through the frustrations that you've had. You've been so angry at that devil, I want you to say, devil, I'm so tired of you. I'm so tired of you stealing my peace and my joy. Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. Oh, God. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus. May tonight be the night in the name of May healing begin to flow. May strength begin to flow. Come on, church, begin to praise the Lord. Oh, you get angry at that devil right now if you need to. You let him know. You let him know he's got to go right now. Oh, every devil, every legion in hell that came against your family. 
I tell it, it's got to go right now. Come on, keep praising the Lord. Keep praising the Lord. Come on, keep praising the Lord. Keep praising the Lord. Be free right now. Be free right now. Be free right now in the name of Jesus. May strength arise. May strength arise. Come on, church, begin to pray. Begin to press in. Begin to experience the glory. Ma'am, come here. Lord, right now, right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, church. Come on, church. Begin to press. Begin to press. Release all that frustration that's been caught up in the body of Christ. Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you, Holy Ghost. I thank you, Lord, for using this man. Come on, church, press on in. You got to leave it at these altars. The weight's too heavy. The weight's too heavy. Let's not leave here tonight the same way we came. Let's not leave here the same way we came. Come on, let, let the devil know it's over. It's over. Tonight's war. Tonight's war. Can y'all pursue this woman for the next 30 days? Can you check on her? She's going to be at Pastor's and Ed's house. Can y'all do something special for her? Can you let her know that the Lord loves her? How many feels like we've been in church tonight? I went way too long, didn't I? I don't really know how you can wrap these services up. I don't know how you can close them out. Brother, will you pull that music down just a notch and be dismissed? I don't know about y'all, but that preacher got oil all over me. Pastor Robert will come back and say, Man, I can't hold the microphone. He won't know why. I believe what you guys experienced today is what I believe is true revival. There's been, I believe, physical healings, a lot of spiritual healing. And I can tell you, early this morning, I was studying. Bishop Clardy was with you guys this last Wednesday, right? He's an awesome guy. I love him and his wife. And you can read my text. I said, there's going to be spiritual healing takes place at this church. He said, I believe that 100%. God's good, church. God's good. 
So before I turn it over, I just want to challenge you all to not let this be a moment in history that you let pass you up. God has brought His boat to your shore. God has brought His boat to your shore. Why He's walking with you tonight. Why He's visiting you. Why don't you ask Him for whatever you need? Tonight's a war night. I didn't get a run like I wanted to. But I'll do that at the motel. And they'll kick me out by midnight. I'll jump in the pool and start screaming real crazy, you know. Don't let this message settle. Take it with you. Take it with you. Thank you guys for dealing with me. I know she's lovely to deal with. You want to say anything, honey? Come on. Come on. Let her say something. Come on. Well, hallelujah. I won't keep you quite as long, I promise. But God has been so good. He's so faithful. His presence is so sweet. I've known him as a friend, as a father, and I thank God for him drawing close to me my whole life. I knew God by his presence before I ever knew his name. I didn't grow up in church, but I knew who he was. Then I knew how much he loved me. And I know there's been restoration here this week, this weekend, and that he's drawn closer. And when he draws close, only advice I could give is just continue to draw close to him as he draws close to you. So he'll stick with you all the days of your life. All the days. Amen. Thank you all for allowing us to come into your house, your safe place. Thank you for being so loving and so kind. I know it's just been today, but it feels like we've been with y'all for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. It has been a long, long night. Thank you all for entrusting us. It has blessed us more than you know, and we're honored. We're honored to be youngsters and for y'all to hear, hear us and what we believe God's speaking to us. Thank you all. Thank you all. Praise the Lord. What a good night to be in the house of the Lord. We just want to thank you both. It's just been, you know, like at the table with the Lord, and it's been wonderful. So um, usually we say Psalm 1914. Um, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Be blessed. Prayer is Tuesday night, Wednesday, Linda's teaching, so come on back. Amen.